Hello, hello. Welcome to Yay for Growth. I'm your host, Savannah Zipak, and this is a podcast where we have all kinds of conversations. So get comfortable, take a deep breath, check in with yourself, and let's get started. Hi, Shanzei. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Yourself? I'm doing okay today. I'm doing okay. It's a Monday. Tired, yeah. but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited because you're actually the first non-friend that I've had on the podcast. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. Honored. So like I've only had like my close friends on so far and that wasn't like in the plan, right? Like I was open to interviewing anybody, but you're like the first non-friend that has like expressed interest in being on the podcast. Well, I'm honored. Thank you. I'm so excited, but I think that we're going to have a pretty good conversation. And I think afterwards, we'll probably be friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for that. sure. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think as far as today goes, we're going to discuss a couple things, but mainly like beauty standards, social media, things like that. Whatever we get to, I have like eight questions for you, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to get to all of them because we, you know, only have like an hour or so, but I'm super excited. I think for starters, do you want to just like let listeners know a little bit about like who you are, your background and how that's brought you to the podcast? Yeah, for sure. Um, My name is Shanza and I'm a 19 year old Pakistani Canadian and I was born and raised here. The way I kind of discovered your page and your podcast was a little over a year ago, actually, when oh my COVID hit. Yes. So um, that's like right when I started it, because I started it a year ago. <laughs> yeah. And I actually noticed a whole bunch of different podcasts um, popping up um, on my page for, suggested for me to follow and a lot of whole lot of committees and just a lot of initiatives and the reason why I even was suggested that was because I wanted to distract myself from what was happening in the world um, mm-hmm. in a way where I can help it and not just feel helpless. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that kind sense. of how I came about your page. Aw. Well, I'm honored. I'm so glad you found it. Yeah. Um, but like as far as you go, so you grew up in Canada or did you grow up in Pakistan? Pakistan. I born and raised in Canada. Yeah. Born and raised in Canada. So are your parents from Pakistan? Yeah, correct. They uh, immigrated uh, over a little 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you're pretty much ingrained into Canadian slash almost Americanized lifestyles. Like it's pretty similar, I think, between Canada and America, the ways in which we have access to certain things. And that's all I mean. It's like you grew up probably similar to me in that like we saw technology not completely being there in the beginning and then just booming as we were growing up and now it's like exactly what it is today but I'm still interested because like technically you're Gen Z you're a little bit younger than me and I'm I'm so excited to have somebody younger on the podcast because I mean okay so millennials like us millennials it's like (laughs) even though we're trying to make all this great change happen we're very like cynical and depressed and like you know just a little bit hopeless in certain ways which is what kind of drives like our ambition to change everything and speak out about it but growing up in gen z i'm sure it has been a little bit different for you so i'm excited um but as far as like our first topic goes. So you really wanted to come on today and discuss beauty standards and basically what the importance of that is. Like, why do you feel like we need to keep talking about it right now? Because I know for me, I feel like 
here we are again, 10 years later, still having the same conversations about beauty standards. Right. And it's, it's like, I feel like it's gotten better in certain ways for sure. Um, but hold on one second. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. My phone. Usually I turn my phone on silent, but I forgot to. It's all good. I'm so sorry. Okay. Just make sure this is on silent. Okay. Perfect. So anyways, so do, 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 do. Sure. In terms of beauty standards, um, I think that like, you know, everything kind of started changing about 10 years ago. At least I would say when I was like 13 is when people started, you know, just being more loud about the fact that like, why are we holding women and even men to all of these ideals of what they should be and shouldn't be and like what they can do and can't do. And it's, we've definitely improved in ways, but like, we're here again, we're still discussing these same things. People still face a lot of the same adversity and there's still a huge half of the population that has these ideas that keep us in these boxes. So I'm curious what you think is most important to talk about or why this is important to still be talking about. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely been a conversation for a long time. And at the speed we're going at, it'll be a conversation for a while. Yeah. Only for the reason that um, the world is not up to speed. If we look at the east side of the world, unfortunately, they don't have that lack. They have that lack of education, lack of awareness because of obviously they don't have access to school or they're being fed a certain ideal from marketers and advertisements because money is money and people are going to do what they want to get their money. So, right. yeah, uh, that's, that's a, a big huge one. part of it. Yeah. Well, you wanted to even talk about, you know, like what ways people can be more supportive or not supportive in terms of what companies they even like buy things from. Correct. Yeah. So, so y- yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like you were telling me about Dove, for example. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dove, it's known that they are body positive, that all colors, they support the people of color and um, just self-love. That's pretty much their slogan, their motive. That's what they sell their products off of which is great. And I used to be a supporter. I used to be a consumer until I found out that they are owned by a larger company, like lots of companies today are owned by other companies. Uh, But the name is Unilever. Unilever is also owned by Fair and Lovely. Now it's in its name, what they do. It's a fairness product. It's a bleaching cream. And that is completely opposite of what Dove tries to promote. Now, Dove is very much well-known in Western, the Western side of the world, while Fair and Lovely is more well-known in Asia. And okay. Yeah. So it's so, like, brilliant and not in the way that, like, oh, that's a great idea, but brilliant and, like, that's so schemy and evil that it's you get the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you really do get all the money. You get – you – You get the best of both worlds, literally. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's each so, side of the world. Wow. And I think the even the reason why Unilever is doing so great is because obviously it's it's going by like, okay, what do the consumers want? What do our customers want? Which is obviously what you want to think as a company. Right. But then you also go off of how can we use the lack of knowledge or insecurities and make money off of it? That's and that's so what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So how did you even come about all of this information? Is this just stuff like you found out on your own or like in school or what like I'm so interested 
you know so much. You're 19 yes. years old. This is amazing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the listeners might not know, but I, um, as someone who is visually uh, like poc, they, um, you experience right, a different you're a woman lifestyle. Of color. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you experience experience different things that maybe a Caucasian person doesn't. Or a person. exactly, yeah. Well, that's a huge reason why I wanted you on the podcast because being a woman woman of color that is not something I can offer the listeners. And you are the first woman of color on the podcast. So congratulations on that. I am so honored to have you. I'll do my best. (laughs) Speak about your experience. We want to hear. So continue. Yeah. So uh, so it was actually a year ago where I started getting into poetry because I did want to improve my writing and school had just ended. So I was like, I don't want to lose my uh, academic skills. So I was like, let me continue in like a more fun way. And I was like, the only way I can do this is if I write about something I'm passionate about. So I wrote on my experiences of facing discrimination off of my right. color. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to write a song about, not write a song. Um, I'm not talented enough for that. <laughs> oh, don't uh, say that. <laughs> you could definitely, I've turned how many of my poems into songs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about that sometime. Oh yeah, we will definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm going to write a poem about Fair and Lovely. I'm going to call them out. Oh, um, I like it. Yes. <laughs> it's actually titled Fear and Lovely because of that fear like fear, that constant like a not acceptance. Oh and, like, my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you have the poem with you? I do have the poem. Do you want to share it? I can definitely share it. Yeah. Okay, Should I pull sure. it up? Yeah. Take your time. Okay. I just so, put up. Yeah. By the time I pull that up, I'll just speak a little bit more about that. So yeah, fear and lovely, fear and lovely, my poem. So yeah, I was actually doing research on the company so that I can write my poem a little bit more with updated information from what I had. It was only what I was told and my experiences. So I was like, I want to get all the information from when they were founded and what they're doing currently, what their slogan is, all of that, to see what I can incorporate into the poem. And when I did that, I found out from there that, oh, they're owned by Unilever, which I have previously known was known, uh, owned by Dove. So that's kind of how I came about. Oh, my that gosh. That's a trifecta. Yeah. Yes. It's not even just two companies. <laughs> it's a trifecta here. Yeah. Evil little schemes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's um, horrible. It's horrible. Like, I know we're laughing, but I'm like, that is just horrible. Um, I can't wait to hear your poem, though. Yeah, it's ready up to go. Okay, sure, whenever you're ready. All right. I was told to befriend fair and lovely creams, told that bleaching my skin, only then I would win. Happiness? No. Health? (laughs) But perhaps status, maybe respect, because only if I achieve fair skin can I truly fit in. Get white. Get the guy. Scrub harder. You'll get the job. White face wash, bright body clean cleanser, fairness creams because I need to get clean. This brown skin has me drowning. In the process of making friends with these brightening masks, I made enemies with my mind, petrifying myself with questions like, did my skin get darker because of the sun? Because we don't want that. We don't want people rejecting me like that auntie sun. I should be watching Netflix and reading Twitter posts, but instead I'm sitting here reading what can get rid of these dark tones. My worth should not be my complexion, the scale that measures how light or dark I am. I should be making history, not be another girl who got caught up in this trickery. 
This brown skin had me drowning. I was lost, but these furnace creams, they found me. Snaps for that, girl. Oh my god! Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course, yeah. I can really like hear the weight of your experience in it. Yeah, and at the end, um, for anyone who wasn't able to connect it to the beginning, it's kind of she's determined to not fall into this trap, and she and doesn't want she to. Does. And then she does because she realizes this is the only way I can really be successful. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible, but it's true, and they needed to be called out. So here Shanze is calling them out. <laughs> I'm doing my best one day at a time. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you sharing that, for real. Mm. Um, have you always written poetry, or is it something like you just started recently? Or You know, I've always write, write something that, uh, whether it be quotes or sh- two lines, but I could never complete something. This is actually my second poem. So I'm really proud that it was something like this. It's a really good poem. And you did your research? God, yeah. I usually just write poem like five minute bursts of impulsive emotion. And I'm like, ah! And oh, but like, I love that too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there are different approaches though. I mean, that's what I learned. I did like a poetry workshop last year. Um, and like, that's what I learned. It's like everybody just has their different approach. And it's yeah. what inspires you is different, right? Um, so would you say that growing up, you know, with darker skin as a woman of color, is that something that had like the most influence on you probably and your idea of your beauty standards growing up? You know, I didn't even realize I was brown until people started saying it. Really? Yes. How sad is that? I know. Like that people pointing it out to you. Oh my gosh. It was literally just, I saw myself as a human being, as the next person. And then people are like, well, this color looks unappealing to me. So... That's horrible. Yeah. I laugh at it now, though. You what? I laugh at it now because I'm past it, it. but not a lot of girls do. But also, too, you're 19, and that's significant progress to make. I mean, usually it's something people, like, I know just from, like, my friends who are women of color um, or even men of color, like, it's something they start coping with, like, mid to late 20s. Um, But the fact that at 19 years old, you're able to be, like, okay. I'm over this. Like you guys are, you guys are in your own world. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, that's the mind boggling thing, right? Like you're no different than anybody else. You really aren't. Yeah. You really aren't. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And even people not of color, like, right. We're talking about beauty standards in general. Um, I think, you know, just growing up as someone who identifies as woman, um, or just has a womanly shaped body, um, you know, in my experience, it's just like, if you are anything other than the norm, then you face adversity. Yes. And I saw this quote recently that was like, um, what did it say? Uh, I wish I had the source, but it was this Instagram post and they put uh, whatever the account was. I wish I had the source. I'll try and find it. But um, they were like, when you try on shoes and shoes don't fit, you don't get mad at your feet for being what size they are. You just go find another pair of shoes that fits. 
Yes. So why don't we do that with clothes? Like clothes are, you're not made to fit clothes. Clothes are made to fit your body. Exactly. And I think that that, like when I saw that, I was like, that is so representative of the whole like movement in general that we are trying to be a part of to like show people that it's like, no, like you were born into whatever skin color, whatever body you have, like you are born into that. And that is what you have. It's not your job to fit something else. It's you know, it's, it's your clothes job to fit you. It's the world's job to see you as you are. So why is it any different? Yeah. I think it's really hard to like the shoe one is a little more easier to practice, except when it comes to clothing, they don't even produce certain sizes. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why that's actually something I wrote in my notes because I had in mind when I said like, we're still having the same conversation 10 years later. And it, it feels like there's improvement in certain ways because certain companies are coming out with, you know, clothing lines that are a little more diverse for all body types. And, but, but still everyone isn't there, right? Yeah. Like everyone isn't there. And so it, it's like a manipulation in a way because you're made, like there's nothing for you. So how can you not feel like there's something wrong with me? Exactly. Um, Also, I feel like we're only starting to realize that our bodies don't look anything like a square, a rectangle, or a pear. (laughs) You know that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's real. But they they would show that stuff in like health class and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my body's like a mix of like three of these. (laughs) Exactly. it's a combination of things where they're telling us one thing, but we're feeling and experiencing something completely different. So it's, it's gaslighting. To, yeah, that is literally I'll- the definition of gaslighting. Like, <laughs> you know, oh my god, I think I realized that too. Recently, there was one day because I have this um, as like somebody who um, is recovering like from an eating disorder. Um, I have this continual thing where I'll question my hunger. Like, if I'm hungry, I'm like why am I hungry? And then I realized I'm like, yo, I'm gaslighting my own hunger. Like if I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Like it's because my body needs food. Like there's no other question about it. I shouldn't be like, oh, you shouldn't be hungry right now. And it's just, it's the same exact thing related to like clothes and products available and this and that. It's like, people be like, why don't you fit into these clothes? There's something wrong with you. And it's like, no, my body just is what it is. Like, that's why I don't fit into these clothes. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And it it works both ways. Like you can be uh, really, really, really tiny. Uh, Like when I was looking for my prom dress, um, even though I never got to go to it because COVID, but when I was looking for it, I couldn't fit, fill a dress because I was so tiny. I did not have curves. Yeah. It works both ways. Yeah. And I think what we have to look at and focus on is are you healthy at the end of the day? Exactly. All bodies are freaking beautiful. I have never looked at a body. I never grew up looking at a body out of disgust or um, I was never like appalled. I was just like, that's a body. That's another body. (laughs) I just, I literally. I totally relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood. And I'm really glad that I never fed into that whole, like, if you check off the boxes, this is what makes you beautiful because one that's constantly changing because trends is a thing exactly Um, yeah and uh I'm glad I didn't get social media at the age that many kids do because 
it's right. it really does pull you in it sucks you in that's something else I wanted to talk about right so yeah. like you don't feel like you had that experience of social media like influencing the way you feel about your body thankfully yeah but I will say that I don't think it starts from social media actually I think it starts younger than then at the ages five, six, seven, when we see these princesses feel beautiful when mm. they get a pretty fancy gown, when right. they feel beautiful when they marry a prince, when they feel on these materialistic things that are going to leave external. you at one point. It's all extra. Oh, yes. Right? It's like if you, if you have, no, 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 I'm not correcting you. I'm just, oh, yeah. yeah, no. Um, but it's like once you have the guy, you're lovable. Once you have, you know, the dress, you can then be accepted by the world or seen. I think that's the big thing, right? Is it's like the classic princess story is nobody saw them or noticed them in a crowd until they were in the gown with the crowd. And it's like, oh yeah. my God, yo, that, that's a poem right there. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> but seriously, um, that's such a good point. Oh, man. Uh, another one would be, I don't, not too many, I wouldn't say too many people experience this one, but family criticism, it really oh, yeah. depends on what how they you always, up. yeah, they always say it's coming from a place of love and understandably so because they were right. provided the information that if you look a certain way, that means you're, that indicates you're healthy and so on. Yes. Once I mean, again, everyone was only doing the best they knew how, yeah. but it's okay to say this wasn't right. And that's Absolutely. what I constantly try to point out to like any older people who are like, why is all this stuff suddenly an issue? And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like, we understand you guys were doing the best you knew how, but like, it's not right. So we can still say there's better, like we can do better. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it goes back to the whole thing of lack of awareness and lack of education. Right. And it's, it's nature and nurture. And, yeah. Nature and nurture, right? It's like your experience, because in your experience, like you could have you know, a family that never commented on your body, the way you look, your gender, whatever, um, you could have, but then as soon as, like how you said, you only started noticing when other people pointed it out to you, right? I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, your parents raised you that you're just like anybody else. Correct. Right. And then other people started making you feel different. Yeah. That's Um. horrible yeah (laughs) horrible it should not be like that it should not I think in my experience too it's like uh definitely so I grew up with two older brothers so being the only girl it's like there is definitely a huge uh dynamic there where I'd see the way that my brothers were treated versus the way I was treated and I'm not saying by my mom I'm saying even by like just family members or people in general they'd be like to my brothers, they'd be like, oh, take a second serving of this dinner because it's so good and you, you need to like build muscle and you're a man. And, like, yes. you know? <laughs> and then with me, and be like, Savannah, you're taking a second serving. Um, and then they like whisper to my mom, like, oh, should we be, we be worried about her? Like, and it's like, bro, like if every, you know, like it, there shouldn't be any difference there. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's exactly what you say. Like it's, nur- it's, it's nature, it's nurture, external factors. There's so much that can go into it. And then add like younger kids who have only grown up with social media on top of that, like the later Gen Z, cause you're still even pretty, you're kind of close to my age. So or like borderline millennial Gen Z, right. Yeah. Um, where we, like I said, we saw half and half, but do you think that social media like now, what it is now, do you think that it helps or hinders um, like the body positive movement and like, you know, the evolution of these standards changing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 
what social media is now i think it is what you make it i really do i when i first got instagram i totally I, agree by the way yeah uh, when I first got oh, Instagram, I was kind it. of just <laughs> kind of thrown into this whole like larger world of because there were influencers. Influencers were not a thing on Facebook, right? Right. Yeah. They didn't start until only a couple years ago. Yeah. So I first had the most unhealthy relationship with my social media and my newsfeed because I would follow the wrong things. And as right. I would scroll, I would feel worse about myself. Um, not only influencers, though, I understand that they have a different lifestyle, but even my peers at high school, I wouldn't understand why they see, appear happier. And it's obviously because you want to display your best moments. It's a highlight reel. Yeah. So I didn't understand that in the beginning. So when I started to unfollow and kind of curate who I want to see and what I want to see on my social media, I felt the best. I felt at my highest. Same. I felt healthy. It really is what you make and it. And it's like helpful. Like I go on like, um, you know, if I have a day, like let's say where I'm stuck with like my anxiety or this or that, because I follow accounts that offer tools and resources for people with anxiety, I'm like, I feel good when I go through that stuff because I'm like, oh, okay, it's like a reminder. Yeah. So it's exactly what you said. It's what you make it. It's mm -hmm. 100% what you make it. I totally agree. I think that so because it's what you you make it right i think that and and the fact that everybody in the world is on freaking social media i mean it's a very small percentage of people that aren't mm -hmm. and i think that's actually really powerful and i think that we can use it for good you know i i don't think social media is poison i think it's a way to reach so many freaking people Absolutely. if you really are trying to spread a message change the narrative this this and that and so that's why for me it's important to follow people who believe in what we're talking about right um yes because it makes you see the whole community out there that is also trying to change this yeah where you uh brought up the term like body positivity actually right? yes and i think about that term a lot because i don't think I'm body positive per se. Yeah. But yeah. I think I'm body, I practice body neutrality. And yes. What I, yes. I posted something about that recently. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the reason why so I don't, that up. yeah, uh, I feel like once again, even with the things, the changes we're trying to bring, there will be trial and error. We'll be like, okay, this seems right with the body positivity movement, but then it gets over positive where we don't exactly. realize where we need to watch our body like we can have be proud of our body but are we healthy once again really reflecting and understanding right it's yeah. it's it's the the constant like thing we come back to in society where we struggle with one extreme versus the other extreme Always. black versus white and it's like we need this place of neutrality and i totally agree with you yeah. um because it's like I think in terms of body neutrality, like what I really like once I started seeing posts about it and like doing more research on it and being like, this is something I want to embrace um, is I really liked the idea of I don't have to love my body, but it, that doesn't actually mean that I'm mean to it. It doesn't mean that I'm putting it down. It's just saying this is a body. It's maybe it's not something for me to love and it's not something for me to hate it's just a body <laughs> like, really yeah you know and it it's really functioning yeah it takes away that whole um value on the physical or external uh features that we see on one another or on ourselves exactly so and it also too it, it could go the other way where it's like um you know 
you end up feeling like you have to love something. Or even if let's say uh, in somebody else, like a romantic partner or something like that, you feel like you have to love every inch of them, you know? And it's like, okay, is that unrealistic? Like maybe we can just be super neutral about everybody, (laughs) you know, which, which allows that room for respect, for um, objectivity and everything that's necessary to just focusing on who people are and what they're doing. Yes. Um, And what was I going to get at? Yeah. So about four or five years ago, when I was starting freshman year, um, high school's the worst, first of all. It's high really, school is so bad. Yes. It's so bad. So, I, I quit after, I dropped out after my freshman year. Oh, really? Yeah, I just studied to get my GED because I was like, I okay. can't, I can't do this. I was like, this is horrible. It definitely has space for improvement. It can do better in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I was in freshman year, I saw all these gorgeous girls, stunning girls, with or without makeup, and I felt ugly. Mm. And I was like, okay, what I'm going to do every day, whenever I get ready, I'm going to take a photo of myself so I can get used to my face. I was like, it was a matter of, like, knowing my face. I thought it was just like, I I feel like I don't know how I look. That's so interesting. Yeah, and I took a month, it was about a month, and I I looked back at those photos, and I was like, I still feel ugly. So then when I came to realize that I don't have to love myself, I can just accept it. That was when I started to love myself the most. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of like a catch 22, (laughs) but like in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we should make that like an exercise for people. (laughs) Absolutely. It's it's a good idea. Yeah. You just work towards you're like, you know what, this is what I look like. And I, I feel like I've experienced that in terms of even just as I get older, like taking more and more pictures of myself or like when I'm out with friends and just seeing myself more, you just realize you're like, this is what I fucking look like. There is no way around it. Like yeah. This is what I look like. Yeah, but it also makes you realize that you look just as normal as a- a- everyone else. Like you blend right. in, but you think you're sticking out. You think you're the odd one out. Yeah. And I think in your case, that probably came from people pointing it out to you. Yeah. And I had that too, like with my, I'm 4'11". I'm so short. And people always felt the need to point out how short it was. And I'm like, don't you think I know how short it like, was? What what's about that? that people yeah. Are like, I'm like, hey, you know you're short. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So we have like just a little bit of time left. And so I want to ask you, I think kind of a really important like wrap up question. Okay. So I am just curious, you know, where you would like to see the world in five to 10 years in terms of what we have discussed today and how you think we can get there. Yeah. um, I would love for this to not be a conversation where um, we have to constantly share our traumas and our challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's huge. I don't see beauty culture or beauty practices per se disappearing. I think beauty will be very much ingrained and practiced in many cultures throughout the world in different ways. But uh, what I would like is that beauty and human beings can be viewed in the way that fashion is almost, in the way that fashion, there there were trends, there were the 70s, 80s, and and before that as well, where every 10 years, there would be a distinct style but now we're living in an era and a a time where you kind of just throw on anything and 
whatever way you wish. And it's right. kind of just like, yeah, that's clothes in there. That's human <laughs> yeah. being, right? Thank you, Billie Eilish. that's really what I want for beauty I want someone to Mm. go out in their how are they are confident and comfortable in their body and to be viewed as neutral and and not to even be a second thought right like like, it's not even something we think about it's not even something we have to talk about and if we do it's it's not this big traumatic rehashing of things yeah that's that's I love that that's a great answer Oh my gosh. I really admire like for 19 years old, you're very ambitious. You're very well spoken. And I just really appreciate like the energy that you brought to this conversation. Of course. Thank you for having me. So much more we could have gotten to. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. You have you have your own podcast, right? If people want to listen to it, they can. Yeah. Uh, it's called Canvas Me Today, and it's on Spotify and a few other listening platforms. You can find me on Instagram, and it kind of just speaks on like different walks of life from coffee to music to eating disorders to depression. It really is anything and everything. And if that's something that you'd like to stop by and Aww, listen to, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody else will after listening to you. You're so well spoken. I can't get yeah. over it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but thank you so much. And I will probably have you on again. I feel like I feel like there's gonna be a couple things I have in mind. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm already I'm ready to go. Thank you, Shanze.